0: This is the Practical Teaching Tips podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode on the Practical Teaching Tips podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, and I hope you're all um, alert and awake today and uh, ready to hear this message because I'm going to be talking about tiredness and what we can do as teachers when we find ourselves faced with a day of teaching and we are just exhausted and we are tired and uh, we don't feel like giving our best shot in terms of energy, and uh, we just sometimes can't even, um, can't even move properly, or we feel like a zombie when we're at school. Um, and in my opinion, and in my experience, there are really two main strategies that need to be adopted. And to be honest, if you do find yourself really tired when you're at school, there are some things that you can do to um, mitigate that, but actually the best strategies are what I call preventative strategies. They're the ones, they're the long-term habits that we can cultivate as teachers, which can prevent tiredness in the first place. But before I get onto to those, I will talk about the real-time strategies, what we can do if we're at school and we're just exhausted and we're really, really tired. Now, the first one I'm going to talk about is going to come as a shock to many people listening to me in the UK or the United States, um, but it's actually very, very common in some parts of the world, and that is to sleep at school. Now, some people listening to this will think, wow, that's just, that just cannot happen. Um, but actually, it is quite common in some countries. Um, when I worked in China for example. It was pretty normal for teachers um, to sleep at school. Uh, We would have, like most Chinese schools, we had a um, kind of like a staff office. Not really a staff room, but it was like a a communal area where the teachers would have their own desk, kind of like cubicles in an office. Um, And it was very normal for Chinese teachers and eventually foreign teachers like me who figured out it was okay to do it, um, to sleep at their desks in between lessons or when it was break time. Um, And I think that certainly Western countries really need to become more open and more inviting of the practice of teachers being able to sleep at school. Because even just a 15 or 20 minute sleep or a snooze at your desk can really just heighten your energy levels dramatically. And sometimes that's all it can take is just a short sleep, um, and that can make all the difference. Um, It's not easy to do in in some countries. Um, For example, if I was to go to a UK school and just lie down on a sofa in the staff room and start sleeping. Uh, <laughs> I think senior management would be having a word with me pretty quickly about that. Um, it's just not something that we're used to um, as Western teachers, certainly uh, in the UK anyway. Um, but it is done in some countries. So my, my advice is um, if you can, if you've got a free period or a free lesson and you're really, really tired, if possible, Try and get asleep at your desk. Um, sometimes, what I will do—not often, but sometimes—if I'm really, really tired, and I've got a free period, and you know nobody's going to come in. Obviously, we don't know if someone's going to walk in the door and uh, you know interrupt you. But I'm—I've I'm, got a classroom in such a way that if I wanted to, I could rest my arm on the table rest my head, and just have a quick sleep for 10 or 15 minutes. I'll set my alarm on my on my phone um, to, you know, wake me up in, in 15 or 20 minutes. And that little sleep can really just heighten my energy levels and, and just make a tremendous amount of difference. Now, if someone does walk in, it, it hasn't happened to me, actually, but, but if someone were to walk in, the noise of the door opening would, would wake me, um, and and my classroom is set up in such a way that I can kind of sleep and hide if you uh, if you kind of get my drift. Um, you know that there's like a, a window on on the door, but if I was to rest and sleep at my desk, um, you know people can't see me doing that by looking in through the classroom. And and as I said, it's it's not something that I do very often, but if I'm really really exhausted and if I've got a free lesson, I'm not teaching, I don't really see any problem with, um, with a teacher having a quick snooze at their desk. If it's gonna raise their energy levels, it's gonna make them teach better. It's going to make them um, tackle the day better. It's gonna make them cope with their workload better. It's gonna make you more focused. So if possible, if you can find a way to catch a quick sleep at school, then um, I, I would go for that. I would I would try and do that because um, it really can make a big, big, big difference. When I was in China, um, it was quite funny because I and the other foreign teachers who joined that school that year, um, when we started there, we, we saw the Chinese teachers sleeping quite a lot, um, you know, sleeping at their desks and things like that. Um, one teacher in particular, um, even brought a bed, like a foldable, collapsible bed, into the the staff room, and he would sleep there um, overnight sometimes, which, uh, you know, that was tremendous dedication to his job, but I I wouldn't recommend sleeping overnight at school, of course. But many Chinese teachers would, would sleep at their desks in between lessons, just to get their energy levels back and then uh, me and the american and british teachers and, and the indian teachers we started doing that as well you know we started um i i was very slow to start i must admit i as a british teacher i i really had a problem uh getting myself to sleep at school it's just not in my nature at all but uh, the American teachers, they, uh, they started doing it quite quickly. I remember one American colleague of mine, um, I walked into the, the kind of staff office one day. And he was huddled up in the fetal position on his office chair, sleeping like that. I don't know how he did it, but he was, he was kind of like, um, if you can imagine a fetus inside the womb, huddled up. He was like that on his chair, just sleeping. His mouth was open, you know, uh, drool was dripping out. It was, you know, he was really, really was in a deep a deep sleep. Um, I'm not brave enough to do that. Um, you know, I, I don't want someone walking in and seeing me in that state. Um, but eventually, you know, towards the end of that academic year, when everyone else, I realised everyone else was doing it, Everyone else was, was kind of sleeping at school when they um, when they needed a break. I did finally start to take kind of five-minute snoozes at my desk when, whenever I felt I needed to. Um, and as I said, these days, only really when I'm, I'm really, really tired, if I have the opportunity, if I'm not teaching... Then sometimes I do take a ten to fifteen minute um, snooze at my desk, um, and I don't see anything wrong with that at all. I think that's absolutely fine um, because the be- the benefits of doing that far outweigh any um, you know awkwardness if someone were to were to walk in and, and see that, for example. So consider doing that if you can. Now, if if you um, tired but you you feel like you can't sleep at school there are other options as well that you can go for Um, and it very much depends on your body and your biochemistry and what your body responds to and this is going to take a bit of trial and error I have to say for me personally coffee helps me up to a point but after a certain point, if I drink too much coffee, it kind of messes with my um, metabolism and my hormones. Sometimes if I drink too much coffee, it actually makes me sleepy. And then there's other days where I've drank coffee throughout the day and I can't sleep at night. So you really have got to do trial and error with, um, with what works for you. Early in the morning, if I'm feeling a little bit um, drowsy, A coffee can help me, and and I have reached this stage in my life now where I do drink coffee every morning now before I go to school. Sometimes my famous orange Americanos um, fit the bill as well, and that can be good for just elevating energy levels. Um, A big one is to stay hydrated, and um, what I have noticed is that the culture is changing in the UK um, and in the United States about drinking water. Back when I was a trainee teacher, um, there was still this kind of um, lifestyle in the UK of people not really drinking as much water as they should do. Um, But nowadays, we're seeing a lot more teachers bringing water bottles to their desk, carrying water bottles around. We're seeing schools that are providing drinking water and um, providing water coolers and water stations, which I think is really good practice because um, the number one cause of daytime fatigue is, of course, lack of hydration. So um, if you don't have a water bottle, think about investing in one um, because it's a really good investment. Uh, I have a um, Hydro Flask water bottle. It's quite an expensive one, um, but it's really big um, and it works for hot drinks and cold drinks. It'll keep cold drinks cold and hot drinks hot. Um, and I use it. I, I refill it at school. I fill it with water. And when I need to drink water, I drink water at school to keep myself hydrated. Um, so consider doing that. It's, it's, it's good practice. Uh, the next few things I've got on my list when it comes to beverages um, are sugary drinks and energy drinks. Now, again, you're going to have to do trial and error and figure out what your body is used to. Also, you might have dietary um, requirements and dietary aims that you're going for. So, again, it will depend very much on your life situation. For me, personally, I only drink energy drinks or sugary drinks when I really, really am tired and I really have to. And the reason is because um, I've reached an age now where if if I drink anything sugary or I eat anything sugary, I put on weight very quickly. Um, I get fat quickly. Let's just say it like that. Um, And uh, I am on a diet and I need to be very careful about how much sugar I put into my body. So sugary drinks are not a daily thing for me. um, But if I need to, if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling tired, if coffee's not working, then I'll sometimes go and get um, a Gatorade, or in the UK it would be a Lucozade or just some kind of um, some kind of energy drink to to um, perk up my alertness. Now, another strategy I have uh, beyond sleeping at school, if you can, or taking a snooze, or um, you know trial and error with some beverages, is also what you're doing with the students. Um, And I have to say, sometimes, as teachers, we are doing too much, too much chalk and talk, too much teacher-led activities, or too many teacher-led activities, I should say. And sometimes we're we're being a little bit too active in the classroom, I have to say. It is not necessary to make every lesson a bells and whistles, singing, dancing, entertainment um, period it's not always necessary to do that. It is okay to sometimes let students work on um, an independent learning task or to do some research task or to create a Google Slides or a Google Doc or to um, even go through a BBC bite-sized website or a revision website or do an online quiz on their own. Um, and, And you can Either walk around and and monitor that and see how they're doing, or if your classroom is set up in such a way where you can see all of the students as they're working, I don't see any problem from time to time from sitting at your desk and just watching the students or um, checking some emails, doing a little bit of admin while the kids are working from time to time. Obviously, you're not going to do that every lesson or even most lessons. But some lessons, if you're feeling a bit tired, you don't feel as though you can be as active or as um, you can't throw yourself into the activities as much as you, as you normally could. It is okay sometimes to let the students um, do the work by themselves or to do a group collaboration or to do some research. Obviously, you're going to follow up on that later. Uh, we're not expecting students to teach themselves, obviously, but, um, you know, that is something that you could give the students to do later on in a, in a following lesson. You can um, either reteach that material or you can extend that material or you can teach that material in a different way to, re- to reinforce the key concepts. Um, But there's no problem, in my opinion, um, and in my experience, of letting students um, figure things out for themselves sometimes. And that gives you a bit of a break. Um, And it also actually is good for the students' learning. Because when activities like that are designed properly, they can encourage um, problem solving, critical thinking, and deep learning. So consider doing that from time to time. And another thing I've got here for real-time strategies, if you find yourself maybe a bit um, overburdened at school, maybe you've got a lot of deadlines looming, maybe you're at the same time you've come into school and you're tired, you're exhausted, you need a break, you know, you don't feel like... Um, You know, checking those emails. You don't feel like doing those reports. You don't feel like submitting the paperwork that you need to submit in a week's time. You don't feel like working on that um, project you're working on. You know, you've, you've just, you're a little bit overwhelmed. It's perfectly fine if you've got time, if you're not teaching, to relax your brain a little bit. Maybe by watching some YouTube videos or watching a bit of Netflix or, um, you know, going on an app on your phone, playing a computer game if you're into that kind of thing, uh, listening to some relaxing music, listening to a podcast like my podcast maybe, um, reading a book, any kind of recreational activity that's not work related um, can really just help to relax your brain. Um, And and there is that phrase, isn't there, that sometimes a change is just as good as a break. And I think sometimes that's true. If you can kind of change your routine so you're not working on schoolwork and reports and projects and, and you just spend 20, 30 minutes watching a YouTube video, listening to music, playing a computer game, whatever it might be, that can just really refresh your brain it can relax you a little bit and it can get you back on track now you do have to be careful of course you don't spend too much time relaxing you don't spend too much time on youtube you don't spend too much time reading that book or listening to the podcasts (laughs) obviously you have my permission to spend as much time as you want listening to my podcast but of course um you know that there is a limit as to as to how much relaxation Um, you should have whilst you're at school in real time, because there are things to do, there are deadlines looming, Um, you know, there there are lessons to plan, there are books to mark, there's all kinds of things we do as teachers these days, far more than what teachers were doing 50, 60 or more years ago, Uh, even 20 years ago, we're doing a lot more these days, more than teachers have ever done in history, so it is natural for us to get tired Um, And and if you're a school leader listening to this, I think um, you and other school leaders, um, and I don't mean this in a confrontational way, but I think school leaders in general need to be more accepting and more understanding of the fact that teachers nowadays are doing far more than ever before. It's a very emotionally draining job. It's a very physically draining job. It's definitely a very mentally draining job. Um, even with all the holidays we get, um, whilst we're on the job in real time, it is full-on and it is, it is very, very exhausting at times. And I think school leaders, school managers need to be um, open to the fact that teachers get tired. And as school leaders, really what you should be thinking about is how can we help teachers who are tired on the job, because it's becoming more and more normal. Um, if I was to build a school, and, and one of my ambitions one day is to actually build a school, um, I would have um, sleeping booths in the school, maybe 10 or so little little rooms with a bed inside and, and maybe some tea or coffee. And you know, teachers can just go down to those rooms, they can book them, they can they can scan themselves in or whatever, and they can just sleep there for thirty minutes, or in between lessons, or at lunchtime or break time, if they want to. Um, and they can just get away from it all and and just relax. Um, you know, I, I think this this is a change in school management and school leadership that we need to see happening. Uh, we need to see schools more accepting of this because it's it's happening. Teachers are getting tired. Teachers are more um, more involved in multiple aspects of the school environment than ever before. Uh, we're, we're dealing with lots of admin, we're dealing with um, behavior management and classroom management issues, which have which have always been present for teachers, but they're more complex now, especially in the post-COVID years, where, where students have missed so much school, um, and students have been affected by COVID as well. Um, we're dealing with a lot of different things, and, and we are going to get tired, and we do get tired. So schools really need to think of strategies to um, help teachers who are tired. And I think um, allowing teachers to sleep at school, I think, is definitely one of the things that needs to be discussed. And it's the way forward, I think. Um, a kind of story I can I can remember, um, a situation I can remember, is I, I remember in a previous school, there were some days in the week where... I was just exhausted for some reason. I think I'd been marking exam papers and there was a very quick turnaround needed and I was also a little bit ill at the time as well. I think I had a cold or flu and um, I was coming into school. I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should have stayed at home and and slept because you know to get myself better but anyway I would come into school and um, for that particular week I would go down to the nurses' room where there were beds, and I would I would sleep there, uh, in in my breaks between lessons um, for those two days, and it really helped. And I and I, I thought, oh, this is so bad. Somebody's going to see me. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. But I was I was so in in such desperate need of a sleep, I just went down to the nurses' office and did it anyway. Um, I came up with some kind of medical excuse. I, I'm ashamed to say. Um, But anyway, I felt better because the next day, my colleague walked in and he also slept on one of those beds in the nurse's room and and put the blanket over himself and, you know, had about a 30-minute sleep in there. So, you know, it made me feel better. This is going back about 10 years. This is um, at a previous school I worked at. And it it kind of opened my eyes, that did, that experience, Um, because it got me asking the question why don't schools have sleeping areas for teachers why isn't this something that is openly accepted and i think things do need to change on that front um i think um the idea of teachers being allowed to have a quick sleep at school in between lessons and when they're free i think that should be accepted and it should be it should be discussed and it should be brought to the table um Okay, so those were real-time strategies, the things we can do when we're at school and we find ourselves at school and we're exhausted. So just to summarise, sleep at school if you can, in between lessons and when you're not teaching, of course. Um, Experiment with different beverages and different foods. Um, coffee for me works well sometimes keeping yourself hydrated sugary drinks energy drinks can be good you'll have to see what your body responds to um, the third thing was letting your students do some independent study or do some research or do some group work or do some kind of um, collaboration tasks where, where you don't have to be so active Um, to let your brain rest a little bit and to also encourage those students to do some problem solving and critical thinking and deep learning. Um, And finally, relax your brain by doing things like watching YouTube, watching a bit of Netflix, playing on a computer game. You know, whenever you're um, not teaching, of course, just to give your um, give your brain and give yourself a change from the norm and and sometimes a change is just as good as a break now how about preventative strategies let's talk about this because the ideal scenario is that you don't uh, you you're not tired in school to begin with that's the ideal situation isn't it we want to be alert and we want to be ready and awake and and you know full of energy right the way through a day of teaching (laughs) <laughs> chance would be a fine thing wouldn't it um, you know as much as we can try with all of these preventative measures I'm going to mention there will always be a day or two or a moment or two where we are going to feel tired anyway but these preventative strategies are very very good and, and I recommend them um, and I've, I've done them all so you're in safe hands because I'm speaking from experience here the first one if possible, get to bed early the night before. I know that sounds obvious. I know that sounds like something I would say to a child. Um, but it is very easy to forget that. Um, and it's it's more difficult these days, actually, for teachers to go to bed early. Because we've got so many distractions now. We've got our um, smartphones with us all the time. And it's just so easy to get sucked into checking apps and checking how many likes and follows we've got on different apps and checking if our photographs have the right filters and we look beautiful enough and playing computer games and watching videos and and, and just playing on our phones. It's so easy for us to, to do that and to lose track of time. And I must admit, I have been sucked into this digital vortex on many occasions. And even to this day, it is sometimes... Difficult for me to stop myself playing on my phone late at night. Um, but I try. I try my best and I've, I've almost got this um, problem sorted now. Um, I think a good idea is to not bring your phone into the bedroom with you. Have that in a different room if you can. Don't play on your phone in bed. I've done this before many times and I've, I've really had to stop myself doing it. Um, by putting my phone not even bringing my phone into my bedroom at any time in the day it it has been a good strategy for me Um, because when when we play on our phones in bed we're losing sleep and also we're damaging our eyesight as well uh, which is just not good at all it's just not good for us we need to have sleep um, and and we, we should not be playing on our phones late at night we say this to children don't we You know, we we say this to children who are coming into school tired, but it's not just a problem that affects children. It's affecting teachers as well. It's affecting adults as well. It's affecting many people. So um, get to bed early if you can. However, (laughs) getting to bed early is not the main or or is not the only thing to think about because sometimes we go to bed early and we still can't sleep. And there have been many nights where I've gone to bed early and I've thought, oh, great, I got to bed early today. I'm so proud of myself. And I'm lying in bed for an hour, two hours, and I can't sleep because my brain is thinking about different things and my mind is racing. When that happens, again, we've got to do trial and error and we've got to look into strategies that can relax our brains there's a few things that work for me, for me personally, if I have a shower or a bath just before I go to bed, you know, the, the, the nice warm water, some relaxing music, sometimes I'll lie in the bathtub and I'll have a a bath bomb in there, uh, get some nice bubble bath going, get some, some nice aromas going, and that really relaxes me, it calms me down, and then I can go to bed and that usually helps me to sleep very well. Um, another thing that works for me is having a cutoff period for work and for digital technology. If for example, I stop looking at my phone or computers or work at 7pm and I give myself the rest of the night just to relax, maybe I'm going to watch some TV on the actual TV, not on my phone. Or maybe I'm going to read a book or just um, have some food and just, just chill for a few hours before bed. That allows my brain time to calm down so that I can actually go to bed, lie down on the bed and actually fall asleep. Um, so that can really help, really, really help. And also, I, I think it's a case of getting our schedules um really tightly bound as well. You know, making sure that um, we are able to get to bed early and when we're not doing things too late at night. Another thing is avoiding big meals at lunchtime. Now, this might not be an issue for you, but it's become an issue for me as I've gotten older. If I have a really big lunch at school, about an hour later, I'm going to feel exhausted. And and there's a biochemical reason for that. My body is working really hard to break down that food, and it's making me tired. So um, avoid that if you can. Another big one I've talked about before is wake up early enough to have breakfast. Now, that might sound counterintuitive. You might think, well, if I I sleep later, I've got more sleep, so I'm going to be more alert for the day ahead, right? Not necessarily true not necessarily true. I have found in my experience, if I wake up really early, in my case, it's 5am because I have to be at school at 7.30. Sometimes I'll wake up earlier than that. Um, But if I wake up at 5am, let's say, that gives me time to get ready, to get thinking about the day ahead, to have breakfast, to have some orange juice or some coffee. And it also gives my body time to break down that food as well before I get to school and I teach my first lesson. In my experience, I found I, I, I find I am much, much, much more alert, much more energetic, and I have um, much more vitality if I've woken up early and I've had breakfast and I haven't had to rush to school and shout in my mind at people who are cutting me off in the traffic or, you know, I'm having to worry, am I gonna get to school on time? Um, Wake up early enough to have breakfast and to go to school in a relaxed way, on time. That really helps. Um, And having breakfast can help as well. Um, Again, with many of these things, everybody, you're going to have to investigate what your body is used to, what your body responds to how your body reacts to these different strategies. Because every body has a different body, right? For me, like I said, coffee works in certain ways. If I drink too much coffee during the day, I can't sleep at night. Also, if I drink too much coffee too quickly, it makes me tired. And that's just the way my, my body, for me personally, responds to that. For you, it might be different. With the sugary drinks and the energy drinks, for me, that's not a long-term strategy because I'm trying to lose weight. And if I drink sugary drinks every day, I'm going to put on weight. Um, but it's a good short-term strategy if I need energy. For you, it might be a good daily strategy to have an energy drink at lunchtime or before you go into school. So I really hope that all of that was, was helpful, everyone. Um, I've really tried to give you the blunt, honest truth that has come from my many years now of experience of um, trying to have a successful active day at school without being tired. So, I'm going to summarize all those strategies again. So, the first set of strategies are real-time strategies. So, those were sleep in school if you can, um, drink coffee, stay hydrated, look into sugary drinks and energy drinks, the third one was let the students work while you recover. So let them do some independent learning, some, some deep learning, some collaboration, uh, student-led work whilst you monitor that. Um, and the fourth one was to relax your brain uh, when you're on a break from teaching, for example, by watching YouTube, watching Netflix, playing a computer game, etc. Um, and the preventative strategies I discussed today were to get to bed early and to sleep early and to figure out how to do that and what that looks like for you um, to avoid big meals at lunchtime um, that might not be a problem for you but for many people we eat too much at lunch and then about an hour after that we're exhausted so um, look into that and also the final one was to wake up early enough To have breakfast and to start the day in a relaxed way in a fully prepared way where you're not rushing to school you've already had breakfast so by the time you get to school your your body has done some digestion of that breakfast Uh, you've got some orange juice inside you or some coffee or tea or whatever and you're biochemically and physiologically ready for a day of teaching and, and you're not tired So, that's it, everybody. I hope it was useful. Please do check out my blog for teachers at richardjamesrogers.com. One more time, that's richardjamesrogers.com. Check out my best-selling, award-winning book for teachers, which is called The Quick Guide to Classroom Management, 45 Secrets That All High School Teachers Need to Know. And that's available in Walmart, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Blackwell's, and and every good retailer. Um, And that's it from me, everybody thank you so much for listening i really hope that you didn't fall asleep <laughs> during this podcast episode maybe that's a strategy for you if you need to sleep at school you're having difficulty sleeping and you find my voice relaxing or boring i i uh, I, hesit- I hesitate to say um maybe listening to my podcast will help you sleep who knows um but i do hope this was helpful teachers are tired And teachers do get tired. And um, I think we need to be really open and honest about that. And um, I think we need to, as teachers, we need to talk to each other about um, what we can do to help ourselves when we get tired. Um, Because it is a real issue. And it's about time we stopped um, hiding this. And we stopped making it such a taboo subject, Um, particularly the sleeping in school thing. The culture's got to change. It really has. um, Like I said, in China, it's perfectly normal. It's about time that came over to the West and we started embracing that. Okay. well, thanks, everyone. Until next time, take care. Bye bye for now.